Welcome to the ACS Memory Palace. I'm Samran Gaburabi. Many thanks to Nate DeMeo for the inspiration. I want to share with you one story, one story among many. As Prime Minister Trudeau took the podium at the UN Refugee Summit in 2016, he hoped to convince everyone in the room and around the world to welcome with open arms those that are fleeing war and persecution. If Syrian refugee Tariq Haddad was watching the Prime Minister of his new home address the assembly, he would no doubt have expected Justin Trudeau to advocate for the protection of refugees and share some of the success Canada has had in integrating refugees into their society. What he probably wasn't expecting was for Trudeau to share his story. The story of how he and his family were accepted into the small town of Antigonish, Nova Scotia after fleeing their home in Syria and opened up a chocolate factory that, along with serving delicious desserts, strive to give back to countless charitable causes and live up to their name, Peace by Chocolate. But that's exactly what Justin Trudeau did. And whether he could feel it or not, his name and story were slowly blossoming into a shining beacon of hope for refugees across the nation of Canada and the world. But who exactly is Tariq Haddad? What is the story behind Peace by Chocolate? And why did Canada's Prime Minister feel the need to share this with some of the most important policymakers in the world at a United Nations conference? Well, let's travel 2,900 kilometers from Switzerland to Syria to begin this confectionery chronicle. Damascus, along with being a major cultural center for the Arab world, is the capital of Syria. My family actually have very fond memories of the place, having lived there from 2004 to 2007. Of course, I was only three years old when we left, so I don't remember much. But every now and again, my parents love to reminisce about the wonderful experiences they had there. They talk about our amicable neighbors and the lovely scent of freshly baked goods from the bakery down the street. Or the unforgettable taste of Syrian cuisine that my parents were so fond of. They used real fresh ingredients. Everything was locally grown, my dad tells me now and again. The taste of the tomatoes reminded me of my childhood. Nothing like the ones we buy in the supermarkets, he tells me. In fact, my parents loved Damascus so much, they seriously considered retiring there. Somewhere in another part of Damascus, there was another establishment selling first-rate treats all across the Middle East. The Haddad family chocolate factory, started by Tariq's dad, Issam, who had been making chocolate for over 20 years. While Tariq himself took up med school in his aim to fulfill his lifelong dream of becoming a doctor. Life was looking pretty pleasant in Damascus. Well, of course it was. They had no reason to think otherwise. At least, not yet. The Arab Spring, the name given to the wave of anti-government protests that spread across the Middle East like wildfire, encouraging citizens to finally rise up against their oppressive regimes and establish a true democracy within their countries. Syria was among the countries caught by the wildfire. What started as sporadic clashes between the rebels and the military dramatically escalated to bullets and shrapnel shells demolishing homes around the nation. The Haddad's family prized chocolate factory was bombed, their own home soon after, and they had no choice but to flee the country as quickly as possible, finding temporary refuge in Lebanon. Despair, anguish, dejection, sorrow, rage, wretchedness, whatever colorful adjectives you can come up with to express the family's feelings, it doesn't truly come close to describing it. One minute everything was there, the next minute not a single fork or spoon remained. All their hopes, 
dreams, aspirations, all the security and tranquility of their lives dissolved in an instant. For the next three years, they lived uncertain about their safety and their future, with little hope of returning home anytime soon. The situation was dire to say the least, and the family could only dream of returning to their daily lives that looked so routine. Working away in the chocolate factory, taking orders, serving their tasty treats to an increasing number of customers every day. It all seemed like a distant memory now. But a ray of hope was imminent for the Huddad family, as after three long years, their claim for resettlement in Canada was accepted, and in 2016, they packed their bags and set out for a new beginning, a new life, and a new future. Antigonish is a small town in the Canadian province of Nova Scotia, located in the far east near the Atlantic. Home to a mere 4,500 people, there's virtually no chance the Haddad family have ever heard of it from their home 8,000 kilometers away. But that didn't matter, because they were just happy to be there, to have a home that wasn't at risk of airstrikes and stray bullets. Tarek still had ambitions to complete his schooling and become a doctor. But as a newcomer, there were many barriers on his path, such as language, skills, and recognition of qualifications. Facing too many challenges to return to medicine, Tarek decided to make a life-changing decision. And with the help of his dad, the famous chocolate factory of lively, bustling De capital Damascus was rejuvenated in little, serene Antigonish. Under the new name of Peace by Chocolate, the Haddad family business started as a little kitchen operation that found success at local farmers markets. Within the next two years, Peace by Chocolate would see a meteoric rise in fame and fortune signing a deal with Canada's second largest food retailer in 2018 to help distribute their delights around the country, and they saw their sales jump 400% in that same year. All of it was great, but Tarek and his family chose the name Peace by Chocolate for a reason, because it was so much more than just a chocolate store. Peace by Chocolate donates 3-5% of its profits to the Peace on Earth Society, an organization registered in Nova Scotia that donates funds to peace-building projects around the world. They also helped with relief efforts in Fort McMurray, Alberta in 2016, when wildfires left many without a home, a feeling they know all too well. Tarek also discovered a knack for public speaking and was attending public events across the nation to spread his story and make those aware of the value of the safety they experience on a day-to-day -day basis. One of these opportunities even landed him a chat with then US President Barack Obama. And just last month, he received an offer from a director to turn his story into a full-length feature film. At the height of the Syrian crisis, 1.3 million refugees, primarily from the Middle East, were seeking asylum in Europe. Even though many were accepted, there was widespread public discontent in many European countries, who disapproved of the increasing number of refugees arriving at their borders. Many Europeans expressed concerns about terrorism, the economic burden, and job loss that could result from the influx of refugees. But what many fail to see is that refugees bring more than just a bag of belongings to their new countries. They bring new experiences, new culture, and in Tarek's case, exceptional chocolate making skills that help repay the community that welcomed them in more ways than just delicious desserts.